What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to the A Show with the Kings of Pro Wrestling Podcast. I'm Justin here with Mills, and we're back again for another week in pro wrestling. What's going on, Mills? You're way more chippier than I am because I am not as chippy, and I'm kind of cold, actually. No, I think about it. Are you got the AC on? The AC on out there? The so I'm at work, so it is just varying temperatures that I cannot control. Another reason why working at home is so awesome. I can control temperature in the environment and leave and all types of things. But hey, you know what? One step at a time. Um how are you doing? How about that? Good. I'm um You sound I, refreshed. I have an acai bowl in front of me, so I'm having a great day. Great morning so yeah. far. <laughs> you sound refreshed and thing and I clearly need a vacation. <laughs> we're, we're both gonna be taking a vacation real soon i think everyone would would appreciate that for you know we got we got episode 200 coming up very very soon oh my god i can't that's, believe that's it like more, two weeks or something i think no more info on that uh next week more right info. we're gonna have more from that next week um yeah yeah apparently <laughs> well let me get some work done um i mean i'm, I'm good i'm good i'm um I'm looking at these the NBA trade stuff. They're they're really playing with Joel Embiid's life, huh? Uh, you know what? So here's the thing. I wish there was. So here's the. This is oh god. Um, I wish there was something similar in wrestling as there is to this, but there is something similar. Yeah, releases. <laughs> <laughs> releases there's 100% something similar where everyone reacts on the internet in a grand fashion and and it's either really good or really bad and I realize this is the equivalent of NBA free agency Mm, this is it this is so because I'm looking at you know of course I'm Knicks fan so everyone's looking at the Knicks moves and it's like oh you're running it back Um, except with just one new Frenchman and you took out the old handsome black Frenchman but, um, you know, people are reacting however the ways. And Nick's fandom is just like, yo, we're really running back. I'm a little bit concerned, but I am also have faith in my guys that they're going to take it to the next level. We have a lot of young guys on the team. So I'm hopeful that R.J. Barrett, Emmanuel Quickly, Obi Toppin, a lot of people are going to take it to the next level. I'm hopeful. But we're still not as talented as a lot of the other teams out here. So I don't know what to say. Yeah, my um, Lakers, my Lakers got well, it's tough to say like my Lakers are great, but they got pieces. It's like the team as it's constructed go ahead. Go ahead. is great. I mean, LeBron and AD is great. Westbrook remains to be seen. We're gonna win a lot of regular season games with him for sure. Yeah. So here's the here's the thing with that. I envy you guys because you have players. That people will just sign any fucking cheap deal to play with. (laughs) (laughs) They will sign whatever two mil for two years with a with a you know second year um thing. Yeah, just to play. You're just like, oh, we're gonna get a chip. Oh, that's it. We got we got Dwight Howard back. To me, that's an improvement. To me, that's a bigger improvement than me than 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 Westbrook because he was so crucial in that Miami series or not the Miami, the, uh, the Utah series two years ago or a year ago now. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was very crucial. We lost Drummond. He got sent to Philadelphia. Good. I know Embiid is in pain right now. 
Good. Listen, I was I was so wrapped up during the doing the, you know, the the fuck what am I thinking? Post All-Star break before we hit the finals and we we're doing all the little little deals like the contract week type of shit. I don't know why it's escaping my brain, but I'm also like mad fried from work. So, excuse me if I forget all these terms and shit. But it was rumored that the Knicks were going to go after Andre Drummond and I was just like, "Please no. Please God no." And when you guys signed him, I was like, "Thank God." Thank God. And because Smart decision. It's terrible. Not like terrible, but like people do the thing where it's like, okay, analytics back you up. But when you look at the eye test, it's like this does this nigga know what he's doing? <laughs> and like, I think that's what I think that's what um I think that's what is is the, the thing here with us. We're an older team. I mean eighty not notwithstanding, we're way older, but LeBron doesn't like to play with young, young guys. guys. And I think no. that he I think he's absolutely um justified in what he saw last last season <laughs> when we played those young guys they, they just didn't do it for us so it's we got- i think it's more so it's like okay we have no if i'm out if ad is out which will likely happen where do we get any kind of production from you know what i'm saying like they it was like oh kuz has been here for years he'll do his up and then the man is the most fucking <laughs> inconsistent you know player that the lakers ha- have had in the entire decade so it's like, I understand where he's coming from. I understand where all of this is coming from. So, you know what? I'm just hoping the best for my Knicks. I don't expect much, to be honest with you. But that's the life of a Knicks fan, is not expecting wow. much and then being surprised when you hit the fourth seed or something like that. Wow, okay. Well, um, speaking of basketball, RSPN on the Elite Media Group um, channel featuring Mark and Jeff This had their season finale so if you want to hear more takes more sports to uh, basketball alpha sport takes if you will make sure you tune into that this week really great episode Absolutely. congrats Absolutely. to those boys on another season now they're uh they, they worked hard this this year that through covid and through all the uncertainty <laughs> of this year they they really they managed to do it so congratulations to them thank you guys for for uh you know always giving your best for rspn but me let me, first of all, let me ask you this question. This is a very, um, this may be very crude. Uh, yeah. Now I'm asking this. So, Twitter <clears throat> got rid of fleets or getting rid of fleets. Oh, God. <laughs> and the internet's response was to do wild shit in response to it. What were your thoughts on this wild shit <laughs> that happened that is now called Fleetnik? Um, as coined by Black Twitter. What is your opinion on this? Listen, man, Black Twitter will find a way to properly immortalize everything. I think you go back to some of the, the greatest things that you remember. I mean, we were just talking about it on Invasion Report, or, or the Invasion Diary, sorry, um, the last episode. We were bringing up the old flips of the names mm-hmm. of the songs, stuff like that. That's 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 like the, 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 proto, the, you know, the protozoa of Black Twitter. We, we, those things spread you know what i mean like i thought it was amazing i thought it was hilarious i didn't actually see any of it though uh, I, I could i got, Don't, I got too late. i'll be honest with you i clicked on it and this is this is how i know like fleets were like bad in general i hate fleets first of all because i thought it was just poorly it was great in stealing the concept but like poorly executed in various ways and it, and it's already bad because just uploading a normal video to Twitter it like it tanks whatever fucking quality that you had. So now uploading them to fleets 
and having to share that part of my life on public ass Twitter. I was like, no. Um, we need some kind of alert when you head into the next story or something along those lines. Because <laughs> I saw too much. I saw too much. You all had fun. That's all I say. Not, it wasn't like Instagram where Instagram does give you warnings when it's uh, NF, NF, uh, SW. It's like they just put you right in it in fleets. It, it felt no, like, man. It felt fleets like, like, yo, you want some dicks? Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> there. Um, I just wonder why they don't do that on Instagram. Well, they'll get cut if it's on Instagram. The Instagram is way more strict with its terms of usage than Twitter Instagram, was. Instagram can, like, I'm sure they have technology where they can recognize if it's explicit or not, just based on the, like, the thing they did with everything COVID related. You get the CDC update yep. shit on the bottom. Like, I'm sure they have technology that's like, that looks like a dick. That looks like some tits. That looks like some other things. You got that um, great AI. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> no, I mean, Twitter is is in a weird space, right? It's not I really agree. growing. It's not really growing. It's peaked years ago. No one really can get on Twitter <clears throat> tomorrow and, and pop off. Like with Instagram, a lot, I feel like a lot of people could get on Instagram. They could cop 10,000 followers for $100. Can you monetize anything on Twitter? Not anymore, no. I mean, they're doing tips, but it's like that's not going to make people come to Twitter. It's, it's yeah, it, like, I don't want tips. Give me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and this this is going to speak to an issue that we're going to be, um, that we're going to be talking about really more on this episode in a, in a couple of, of seconds. Really, where it's it's literally <clears throat> this narrative that you know this bubble is something that is like wide ranging. You know what I mean? Like yes. Mm-hmm things like world news absolutely twitter is great for that but it's still within the eco chamber of like this is not really what's outside you know what i mean like it's not really what's going on outside like you wouldn't know it unless unless certain things happen on twitter but as far as growth it's like fleets to me was yet another kind of failure to to really revolutionize the platform the platform I don't know how much farther it can go. With Instagram you have a whole creative suite that you can use. TikTok the same thing. They're creative apps. To, uh, Insta- or Twitter doesn't have any of those tools. When you when you look at like a social strategy, like from from a marketing perspective, like it's the, you're running the same play on Twitter all the time. Absolutely, they don't even take spaces seriously. Like a lot of companies don't take spaces seriously because it's like what for what? Why are we doing that? We just put it on a podcast. Yeah, no, and and I'm pretty sure I th- I believe they're supposed to add some sort of capability where you can record your spaces for a podcast. Um. Which would be nice, I mean, in the future for us and shit like that, if we ever want to do the live podcast, but not actually want to be around people. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I, I feel like I, I personally enjoy myself, but I know that the younger generation, people aren't getting younger on Twitter. You know what I'm saying? No. Like, not at all. Not even close. You know? So. Ima- like, Mills, imagine you start a Twitter today. And you need to get followers. How do you do it? <laughs> How do you do I it? I don't know. No one can even know. find you. No one would even bar- find you. I barely knew that in 2011 when I signed, or 2010 when I signed up. I was like, Think how about how long it took certain people to get a certain amount of followers that they have now? Right. And now Twitter's deleting accounts and you got to do it all over again. Exactly. Shout out to Cyrus. <laughs> Shout out to Cyrus. Shout out a to shame. Cyrus. A shame. A real, a real shame. Um, Let's get into the holes barred. Talk about these releases. 
this week. That's the news this week, I think. People unless you want to let go. Unless you want to talk see. about Bianca hanging out with Megan Thee Stallion, which was pretty cool. Ooh, wait a minute now. Okay. First of all, I saw the pictures. I was running. Um, and then I stopped in the middle of it because God and Lord knows I can't run three miles straight. And it gave me the extra energy that I needed to finish my run, to be honest with you. It, it, it was powerful. It was, <laughs> I wish, I wish Megan the Stallion posted it on her thing. So Bianca could get a little bit of that shine as well. But I'm sure that the, you think this is something that was, a, a, it has to be something that was agreed upon, right? Yeah, it was, it was, it was. I, I, I think it's clear to me that, um, it, it is clear to me that WWE is positioning Bianca in much PR the same meets PR. Here we go. Let's get this yeah. photo up. We're going to send you well, to Lollapalooza. But it's natural to me. It feels natural to me. It, she she would be the type of woman that um she'd be the type of woman that would go to these concerts, you know, if they were safe to go to. I'm pretty sure she was safe there. But right. uh it, it was it's the way it's it's what they did with The Rock. It's what they did we talked about a couple weeks ago MVP hanging out with uh the chick from The View. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we're, we're positioning them in, posi- in in spots, but to me this seems way more organic because Bianca's the baddest. Megan's the baddest. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it's, it's, it's a powerful connection. And to have her at these, these festivals popping out like that and pulling up, that's great. It's great visibility. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I think that they're doing a great job with, with just how she looks. Because my thing is this: like on SmackDown, they never once faltered from support for Bianca. So that's proven to me that she absolutely has the support of the fans. You know what I mean? Absolutely. No, one hundred percent. Um. I also saw a little bit of news before we get to the releases. Um, Becky Lynch return update. PW Insider is reporting. It does not appear that Becky Lynch has been factored into plans for SummerSlam. And it seems like she'll be back this fall instead. How do you feel about that? You feel any, any truth to that? We saw kind of how the, the storylines are kind of being built or at least targeted and the trajectory of it starting last week, Friday, starting last week, Monday. Looks like we're getting... Bianca versus Sasha at SummerSlam. Yeah, I mean, I, we talked about this on Patreon last week. Things that I've heard, uh, I trust my guy. Things things could change. He's been right on the nose, <laughs> pretty much what like ten out of ten, right, Mills? Mm-hmm. Like he's been around right the nose with everything. If this right. is the one that, that's not, then I'm not too. It's clear that something had changed in the middle of it. But I'm gonna wait to see what happens on SmackDown this week. We got two weeks though, so I, I don't know. Uh, but I, I heard some things. But okay, we'll oh. see. I trust my guy. I, I love my, keep I love my, my keep boy. Keep your nose out for you know. She she's ready. Her hair is dyed. the The body is back in you know in charge. But the, uh, but this you got to remember this isn't gonna leak. You know what I mean? This this, this isn't gonna leak like Sasha did the day of. This hmm. is gonna be something that is not gonna leak. We're not gonna know about it. Cena Cena wasn't didn't leak either. So hmm. get it done. Get it done. WWE. I mean, his, we knew he was coming back, but Cena um, coming back in the Money in the Bank didn't leak. I, t- I told you guys that he was coming back, but I'm just saying. Right. I'm just saying. Awesome. I'm just saying. Right. Uh, so, so um, where do we start? You want to start with uh, Saturday morning? Let's start. Yeah, let's start there. Let's start there. Saturday. Well, it was it was afternoon for you guys. It was morning for me. Uh, Bray Wyatt released from the WWE uh, Saturday morning. Uh reasoning for for most support reports are saying that it is because of budget cuts uh there was a report on fightful select where um it was it was said that he, bray was texted 
by Johnny Ace saying it was a budget cut. Uh, in, in the last couple of weeks, uh, Bray had become increasingly more protective of his uh, of his um, his character and, and did not want to uh, basically, you know, have anyone ruin uh, the Fiend character. He's taken a couple losses. Last time we saw the Fiend was actually the day after WrestleMania. Uh, and he hadn't been seen on, on TV since. So uh, let's, let, let's have a. This Let's this went him. about this, this went about as well as you could have thought. And, and before you start, Mills, every time there's a release, right? Whether it be Mojo Raleigh, Braun Strowman, anybody who gets released, it's almost like people turn off the fact that they had been complaining about these people and saying that they were the worst thing since fucking ever the week before, and they were terrible, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and saying that they were now underused, undervalued, uh, and and just generally you know, not cared cared for enough by the WWE. And that right. happened here in spades within minutes. Yeah. Happened for an entire afternoon. Um, I want to take a step back. I want to look at kind of the bigger picture and kind of take a look back at it. The WWE career of Bray Wyatt or um, I forgot his name is something Wyndham. Something. Wyndham Rotunda. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Um, has like two, damn, what, uh, a, two what an names. old-timey ass name. <laughs> He has like two last names. <laughs> what kind of? All right. Well, you know what? Fair. Uh, let's take a look at his career and kind of see where it is. Because to be honest with you, I've never truly. I've always been a. I've always. How can I say this? I've appreciated the amount of effort he puts into his character. I can appreciate that. I think he's someone with a clear direction. I think once he resurfaced, which was about 10 years ago as the Bray Wyatt character, I thought it was a great direction. I thought it was something much different than what WWE does, or at least had been doing for the last decade and change. Um, But I'd never truly been a fan. And I think a lot of it has to do with the in the ring stuff and also the direction of the character itself mm-hmm. now i'm not saying that he's bad but i'm just saying that the character itself i think through all iterations i've never truly enjoyed the character of bray wyatt or the fiend so over the last i guess it's been a decade i mean he's been the thing with the fiend character or even the bray wyatt character itself is like you can either he's not truly kind of a wrestler He's he a character. Yeah. He doesn't truly fit within the you don't put him in he, I don't think he's ever had a number one contender match, by the way. Maybe a elimination chamber, maybe something along those lines. But I don't think he's ever been competitive enough to fight for a championship. Um or anything of the rather. I think he's always been this character that existed that would have these off feuds with people. Um a lot of it would begin with him attacking them out of nowhere for whatever reason that he drawed up within his head. And they would then commence with a three month to four month feud about whatever, which would end terribly um, because he would lose the first match and then he would win the second match. And then he might lose the next two matches. Um, Remember the story used to be that whenever you feud with Bray Wyatt, you you pretty much you're, you're cold. Like you're cold afterwards. No one ever came out good. Look at Dean Ambrose when they were feuding. Right. 
Seth Rollins. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I think the only one who kind of came out the other side, and Roman. that's I think <laughs> I'll say Daniel Bryan. But I think that's really because of how much he actually he's just kind of Teflon in a way. His um, his best matches were against Bray. I'm sorry. Like Bray's best matches were against Daniel Bryan, both at Royal Rumbles. Yeah. All every every time. In in two different gimmicks too. For, for, for both men. <laughs> so I think we've always had this idea of Bray Wyatt is like, oh my God, he has so much potential. Oh, this character is so different. And I think we look at it a little bit different than everything else, which is why I think people hold it in kind of high regard. But at the realistic wise, um, I don't think the character, this is my hot take. I don't think it was, I don't think it's that like, it's successful to a point where it's like, okay, merchandise, images, marketing, kind of like, okay, the creative direction for it. But I can't really say that he's been like a... The company will move on without him. The wheel will keep turning. The wheel will 100... There were so many people saying Fox is mad, NBC Universal is mad. You have no way of proving this, by the way. No, no one no named... Way. No one names sources anymore. I'm like, no one named, no one ever names sources. And, and they're like, we, we don't know what they're doing. They're dropping, they're, they're, they're making their, they're firing everybody. I'm like, okay, well, who said this? Exact said. I, I can't, what I kind can't, of carny shit is this? Yo, I can't keep going off exact said. Even the Washington Post <laughs> be attributing sources, dog. I can't go off exact said anymore. I can't do it. After this week, I'm banning exact said. I'm a week or two away from banning uh, source within also. Yeah, because I'm I'm so to me, I'm not saying you people can feel the way they feel about things. And if you have a if you have a connection to Bray Wyatt and you feel like, oh, my God, I watched him and I, it, I'm so sad that he's gone. What is WWE doing this? But I feel like just creatively as a character, first of all, I'll say on the side of WWE, I think WWE dropped the ball because creatively they really sucked when dealing with them. They had these ideas and they had all the resources to kind of pull it off, but it never kind of represented a full true story. And I think a lot of the success of the character, yes, is due to Bray and his own natural ability when it comes to um, showcasing this character. But otherwise than that, I think real realistically, like. When the bell rang. Yeah. It was over with. At at some point, you can't like forget the fact that he's a wrestler in all of this. You know what yeah, I'm like saying? Yeah, like creative. Because creative was. You could talk about creative all day, and some of that creative has something to do with Bray himself. Some of these were his ideas too. Yeah, let's be clear. Some of these were his ideas, and some of it worked. Some of it didn't. There was a lot of things to me that worked, but none of them had to do with in ring. I named a lot of them on Twitter the other day. None of them had to do with in ring. Uh, one mm-hmm. of them was in fact. One of them was in fact. We got the yes movement from a match that he lost. <laughs> the currency these days for the amount that people actually care about you deals so much with your in-ring work yeah. and if if you have if you're a character that's kind of really really over the top that's amazing but at the end of the day like there's a strong currency in your in-ring work and you're able to be legitimized from that and i think bray wyatt was for a very very long time um he had ch- multiple championship reigns none of them lasted particularly long um because him just him having the belt was a casualty to the show because 
it would then become a lot more it, 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 the belt now became part of the attraction itself as opposed to being this championship that people vie for yeah you know what i'm saying like there's so much things wrong with this character and like i said once again a lot of it's wwe's fault there's bray wyatt's fault and part of that there's the in-ring stuff like that but for me i don't know i'm just kind of giving my reasons why i never like truly fell in love with bray um and his character work and everything like that is because i felt like it was such a different such he's never been i think acclimated into the wwe ecosystem as an actual wrestler or character where there's a trajectory with his uh career He's never had to fight from the bottom and build up to the top. We've never really seen where he was and where he's been. We've just kind of seen a version of this character worked. It got stale. And then he switched the character to something completely different. And I'm I'm sick and tired of kind of hearing this idea that he was unappreciated. He was underused. He was underutilized. Bro, he was, on, he was on my damn TV a lot. I don't know what y'all need to talk about. 2020, he was there a lot. You know what I'm saying? When Roman wasn't there, he was the guy kind of rolling SmackDown. And those shows, in my opinion, were fucking terrible. They were terrible. And be clear, I think I even said it last year, he is on TV way too much. There is no... There is no with reason no, why we had the fiend that much last year. With nothing like to really kind of pay it off. You know what I'm saying? How many matches can you how many matches has he had as the actual Bray Riot character? Maybe like, like six or seven. Yeah. Yeah, like four, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like you gotta be there. You know what I'm saying? He's taking up so much real estate on the actual show. And this kind of feels like and now I'm kind of feeling like I'm like bashing the thing and in, in spite of this all, but I just feel like it's a very real I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out the reason why people are saying all of these things because it makes legitimately no sense to me. There is no he reason. A, he was multiple-time world champion. Well, it's the same reason they said Braun was underused. Like, that doesn't make sense either. These motherfuckers are on my TV a lot, beating some of my favorite wrestlers weekly. <laughs> like, people I, that I actually wanted to see. They were beating I, them all the time. I think you people are so, um, and I think the, I don't say you people, I think the people who are affected in this way are kind of really, really shaken up from the fact that these firings can happen because they've never truly happened on a scale like this. So they aren't necessarily used to this kind of happening. But firings happen, but firings happen, and the big difference between that, and it's shitty, let's be clear about it, it's shitty as fuck, but they now have places they can go. Andrade got him a bag a month later. <laughs> Andrade got him a bag. There's places to go. There's wrestling has never been hotter. Right. You you we can we can we can celebrate these people without doing the without doing the the gymnastics. You got fucking Mickey James. Did, did Alexa Oh, let's talk about that Mickey James did, shit cuz Alexa Bliss need that this weekend. That pissed she, me off. Why like are come you on. Making this release about you. Why? This is not this is this isn't your soapbox to kind of air out your grievances about the company because guess what? You could have did it when you were released. And you were just talking about how great of a time it is. You wish you could have been there. You're not sure what happened, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, ah, other and you're working on your own show, but then you use his this opportunity during this major release to kind of let off your grievances of like, oh, and and you Alexa Bliss, who works her ass off. 
putting over this character and you're just like oh they just handed it off to alexa bliss and now she's kind of running with it i was like yo look at you look at you and then she ended the comment saying like oh this isn't targeted at alexa bliss but look what the damage you've already fucking done yeah you should have never said it <laughs> you should have never said that but chelsea green what's wrong with you i don't know i blocked that bitch i don't know there, are people, who, mean- <laughs> there, are people, who, there were people who shit on leo rush for far less and he what he said was boneheaded Okay, but there are people who who like even Bray himself got on Leo Rush for the shit he said about uh, Emma that one time. Right. Like, come on. There, there's, there's no, there's no, they're holding, they're holding her to no type of, you know, to to no type of uh, what what's the word? They're holding her to no no type of 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 uh. Not not contingency, but but like uh, I can't find the word. But it's like they, they're they're not holding her accountable. That's the word. They're not holding her yeah. accountable for anything. And I think that it, it's insane that when these things happen, you get the blame game. You get all of that stuff. What if it? What what if what if they're just saying? You know, what what if the budget cut thing isn't true? What if it was for something else? We haven't seen them. We haven't seen them in months. We haven't seen them in months. Come on now. It's a. This is so the discourse itself. Now I'm gonna change it out to the entire discourse because the Bray Wyatt thing has brought up a major discourse. I'm even having to, I mean, I'm texting my friends about it because he is a major character that is gone. And I think he did captivate a lot of audiences. And it, and to me, the Bray Wyatt character proved that even in this world of wrestling, a, a powerful character can still get over despite not having, despite being a third generation wrestler and not really having that many great runs of matches, a character can still be dominant in this thing. But at the end of the day, the discourse, y'all got to chill. It's way too much. It is way, it's to the point where when the Ric Flair thing, Ric Flair release happened, I'm not even commenting on it because I don't give a fuck anymore. Because it's like, if I talk about it, I feel bad even just kind of the negative toxicity of itself of being involved with that. Because people take things out of control. They take things out of proportion. They want to just rant for the sake of ranting yeah um who really gives a shit that rick flair who can't wrestle anyway isn't there anymore other than that y'all want to fucking jerk yourselves off to seeing him next to tully blanchard he can go to he can go to another company and do that now i don't give a fuck about these old white dudes i give a fuck about these young black people young hispanic young asian people that are taking over to actual other shows on other companies that's what i give a fuck and and let's be clear uh, uh, with the Ric Flair release, and he talked about it a little bit of terms of like he didn't like the direction of his character and kind of how things were going. He wanted his release, and the fact that you have you can be able to do that in 2021 to me that is amazing, because usually they keep him, but I'm pretty sure they're like you old anyway, so it don't even matter. Like what are we gonna do with you? You can't wrestle. It is what it is. Oh, fuck. And I, it's the I, same I, thing I, with people was trying to say like oh this Ric Flair release this is something. I'm like this this is really nothing. This is not anything. For instance, let, let, let's take a look at it because the same reason Ric Flair was released is a similar thing to why Mark Henry and Big Show asked for their releases and was granted such. Because they felt like they were able to still contribute in a way, but the company that WWE is says it's not really in our own direction. And you can't blame them for that because this is their company. You know what I'm saying? All of these people are characters. All of these people are talent. All of these people are um what's the what's the word to be used they're essentially like 
damn, I had this discussion when we had the Twitch thing too, in terms of what they're actually called. Are they actually wrestlers or are contractors. they? Yeah, they're independent contractors. They're entities, even in a sense. Where WWE, you sign to WWE at the end of the line, they can kind of do anything that they want in the character that fits within the show, the entertainment show that they're trying to portray. They're essentially actors being paid to portray a character on a show. Okay. Now, these characters, they will inject a lot of themselves into it because of their athletic ability and stuff like that, blah, blah, blah. But essentially, they're characters on a show. And sometimes a character isn't needed for these things or direction can go off course, but not everything is guaranteed to these people. This is WWE's show, this is Vince McMahon's show. And there's a lot of things that I don't like about it, especially, and then a lot of things come from the storytelling of the show. But yeah. then I just tune out. <laughs> like, I just don't watch as much. I, half of Raw, I didn't really pay attention to because I didn't really like the general feel of the show. And that's okay. Um, I can just say, and I just tweeted, Raw is still Raw. And that is it. You know? Um, but the, at the end of the day, it's like, these people are characters within a, in a show. They get paid to do all these other things. And then if they're let go, they're no longer pieces of the thing. And and sometimes they're not being used in, in the right way or they're not being used. Let me not say that. They're not being used in the way that they want to. And guess what? It's because they don't write the show. They're well, not in charge of the show. You want to. I mean, yeah. It's such a, it's such a wild thing. My, my good friend of mine, Justin Charity, I gave him my Peacock account and I was like, you know, watch Money in the Bank. And he was asking about Nikki Cross. He said, "What is Justin Charity, by the way?" Yeah, so he's, he listens to the show. Um, I want to have him on, but he's just like, "I, I can't. I, I, I know nothing about this." <laughs> that's okay. That's even better. That's even better. Oh um, no, that's even better. <laughs> he asked me about Nikki Cross, and I thought it was interesting. You you brought up the creative part of it because he was like, "How did this come across?" And I was like, "Well, Nikki, she did this and this and this." And I was like, "It's kind of weird because." Sometimes that works for certain people. Sometimes it doesn't. And I just showed you just how fucking crazy and haphazard this this job that these people do is. Because mm-hmm. she could have done that, but Chelsea Green said that I wanted to be Sister Abigail and have Bray's baby or whatever the fuck she said she wanted to do. And they were like, uh, go back to NXT. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, they weren't fucking with it. You know what I mean? So, like, right. it, it, it essentially, you, you got to, you know, sometimes it, it you never know <laughs> what's going to work here. And I couldn't, for the life of me, I know this job ain't the most glamorous thing ever. That's why I like no. talking about it and not doing it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that's why I, I'm a host and I'm a fan. And that's where we come at this podcast from and, and hopefully to, to educate you guys on like, not just, and I think that's what people love about us is that we're not always trying to just like, we will bash this shit and we do often, but we're not going to be like, oh my God, like this isn't my life. When I get off of this, we, we, we do our own thing. You know what I mean? Some people get off of this and go right back to talk to more wrestling fans. And that's why people hate this shit. You know what I mean? But like, they got to learn to separate that shit. You know what I mean? And, and, and that's, and that's the toughest part for some people to do. Um, the, let's get to, let's get to the, the quarterly report before we go to break. Okay. Uh, WWE released their quarter, their second quarter, 2021 results, 5 million over ex- expectations, 5 million over, uh, revenue was 265.6 million. Increase of 19% or 42.2 million, primarily due to an increase in media segment revenue driven by the increased monetization of content and to a lesser extent, an increase of live uh, event segment revenue reflecting sales from WrestleMania, the company's first ticketed live event from 2020. So 
I mean, WrestleMania actually did make a dent this year, even though it was literally months ago. And this is before live events came back. So that's a lot of money, Mills. That's a lot of money. I mean, it, it, it kind of, it, it trends in the direction of where they're trying to go with the company. And I try to explain that to people all the time and stuff like that. And I'm actually having a conversation with my friend right now. Shout out to, shout out to my boy, uh, my Joe, my boy, Joey. But we're having this conversation back and forth because he thinks like, oh yeah, because we're having this conversation obviously about WWE and AEW. And I'm like, listen, I don't really think people care much about this stuff and stuff like that. And kind of like, um, at least in the WWE part, it's like they're trying to build something else and you're looking at it in this different type of way. And he's like, yeah, but I think the, one of the responses he gave to me is like, ah, imagine a wrestling company trying to promote wrestlers, like they are. something along those lines. Um, they are, they're trying are. to act like a wrestling company. You know what I'm saying? That work. Um, that, well, here's the thing. That still works. They still do that. They have a they have a brand that you can watch on Tuesdays that is primarily does all of those things that he's asking for. But they've seen, just like they saw with the network and streaming, literally in 2014 before the streaming burst happened, and now you have all these streaming services, what was the first real company doing it? Right. WWE was. They saw ahead and said, hey, content is what's driving these sales. Media deals, partnerships, content, social media, videos, views, impressions, all that stuff matters to investors. That is what they go on. I'm not saying ratings don't matter, but compared to all of those other metrics, they matter a lot more. And that's where this money came in. They said digital video views were a record 11.2 billion, an increase of 13%. And hours were, uh, consumed were a, a record of 394 million hours consumed meals. That's what they're looking at. Like that. That is... I mean, I mean, obviously they spent they 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 saved a lot of money with the Thunderdome. They're not going to get, you know, they're probably not going to have the same operating income. They have forty six point three million this quarter. It's probably mm-hmm. going to go up again because they're doing pyro, they're traveling, all that stuff. But they care about monetization deals. That's why when I when I said two weeks ago, the Rolling Loud thing is a good idea, regardless of what you thought about it, because they're going to put that in a fucking sizzle reel, and that's going to get somebody else. That's going to get Lollapalooza to bring them over there, and they're going to say, "Oh, that looked cool. That would be a really cool thing for content." Because that's all that matters now. They're fighting for your eyes and your ears. Apple Music, Spotify, Netflix, Disney Plus, all of that shit. So when you think about promoting a wrestling company, they're trying to promote a wrestling company as an entertainment venue, a hub for everything else. That's why Peacock bought them as a hub. You go on Peacock, it is a WWE section, bro. <laughs> Not it, There's sports, action, comedy, the office, WWE. <laughs> right next to it. <laughs> that's what they care about. And, and I think that, that people don't understand that like the way and and I've and I've I've, I've kind of optioned this as well to us. Like I don't know what this what this show will look like a year or two or by the next TV deal. You know what I'm saying? Like how we'll be reviewing this show because it could literally turn into fucking love and hip hop. It could be like that. <laughs> and 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 they decide that's where they want to go because the 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 business is changing. It is it is changing. Wrestling is the one thing that's only cyclical when it comes to talent. And the way the talent is, is kind of grown. But as far as the actual business model, it's growing into different places. And I think that pisses people off and scares them because it's not what you're used to. Absolutely not. And, and I, I think th- you've, I think with that type of, you know, they're laying the blueprint essentially for what a company, at least a wrestling company who wants to take it to the next level should be able to actually do, should be able to content, be able to present. That's why, you know, AEW's now in the news. They're getting a little bit of heat because of the whole Domino's thing. Yeah. That's why WWE doesn't do that anymore. That's why there's no blood. That's the why there's no pizza cutters you know cutting death you know matches. They can, they can go over to Domino's and say, hey, man, uh, 
um, sponsor Clash of Champions in October. Uh, we we got something for you. We'll we'll put the people. We'll we'll put uh we'll put uh Dan. What was his name? What was his name? Boogs and Nakamura in the commercial. How, mm-hmm. that, that'll be the deal. Like they did with Applebee's. This is this is this is different. They're using the characters to. I, I always go back to this quote. Steph saw this company as the new Disney, the new Marvel. That's what they're doing with this shit now. Like in 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 their actual press release, they said the second quarter we they they they're continuing to focus on building fan engagement. They they want to they want to get ticket sales up. They're gonna ticket sales are gonna be up. They want to get views up. They're gonna be up. COVID actually helped this fucking company more than anything because people were watching more on their devices. Yeah, it's insane that like how much revenue and, and views they get. But companies would die for this. That's why there's so many companies clamoring to work with WWE right now because they get these views. And Meltzer said YouTube don't matter, nigga. It absolutely matters. Absolutely matters. They're the high. They're they're one of the most popular YouTube channels. In the world. Yeah. And you know why they do that? Because they bring out stuff from the vault. They just put up the uh, Sasha Banks Bailey match the other day. I know. I was like, damn, for the 18 billion time. But yes, they're, it's back. Um, <laughs> but I mean, that brings eyes to it as well. You're going to watch one match. You're like, oh, let me take this throw. I've been wa- I watched a throwback, The Rock versus Eddie Guerrero on the YouTube the other day. And then it swings you right into the Sasha Banks versus Bailey one. And then you're like, oh wow, these girls are kind of low key going off. It can get a fan back interested. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. These 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 people who watch like, there's still people like that's why people like Edge and Goldberg and Rey Mysterio they're still featured on this show because people go back even if it's 15 years ago, even if it's to the my nine days of SmackDown, where yeah. it was Booker T, Rey Mysterio, Mr. Kennedy, Edge, whatever. They're going to look at those days and I'm like, yo, I used to be a kid when I watched that. I can't believe they're still wrestling. Let me go see what they're up to. Yeah. And they tap in. Uh, it's- further, further than that, Vince McMahon uh, commented uh, on AEW, him and Nick Khan. This got people so upset. <laughs> I will certainly not understand it, but here's what he said. He said, it's not a he's, he's someone and the, and the guy who asked this question was like shivering. He he was horny to ask the AEW hey, question. Um, Mr. McMahon, <laughs> yeah, he said tide raises the whole ship every ship and physics. <laughs> I was like, oh, first of all, nigga, <laughs> calm down. What's your name? Yeah, what's your name? All right, all right. Uh, what he what Vince said is certainly not a situation where the rise were rising tides because that was when uh, WCW. Uh, owner at the time, Ted Turner, was coming after us with all of Time Warner's assets as well. That was a different situation. AEW is where they are. I don't really know what their plans are. All I know is what our plans are. I don't consider them competition in the way that I would consider WCW back in the day and not anywhere close to that. This pissed them off. This, this pissed people off. This, I mean, as it should, but at the end of the day, like, find a lie. It's a different... It's The, 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 the gap is so different. It's so wide. <laughs> Like so and and, the, and to be honest with you, the only reason why WWE and WCW were close is because WWE isn't the place that they're at now. <laughs> because WCW was still marketing and operating kind of as a wrestling company, and they were doing things to cross over. And yeah, I mean, but that's the oldest wrestling thing in the book. You know what I'm saying? To have people show up and do crossovers, do a little Toon Squad thing, do your little RoboCop, do a, it's the oldest thing in the book because obviously it brings crossover. Shout out to the spot callers. Um, brings in crossover appeal but like beyond that you know what i'm saying marketing to different audiences and stuff like that where does that come from yeah and 
I think the gap between WWE and AEW is much further than people think. And we can all see the ratings and you can see that AEW is growing and shout out to them. They are growing. And, they, and, 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 and I would hope so. Um, I would hope so. You got to keep that up for 52 weeks. Yeah. But here's That's the thing. Tough. I think they will. I think they will. I don't think I don't see them dwindling in views and stuff like that. They've got great momentum. They've got great trajectory. But something is going to give at some point. Something will. Whether it's your favorite people who have been on the show since the first day, whether it's these new people who showed up, whether it's to these bloated old man contracts, something will happen. Whether it's yeah. women, <laughs> apparently. And what will they say then? And what will they say then? That's what, what I'm. That's what I want to say. What will you say then? Because. AEW is going to continue to grow, but at the same time, in this growth comes compromise. You cannot continue to operate in the same way you did, similar to how you watch the show. You cannot continue to operate with these death matches and with the pizza cut thing, knowing you have sponsors by Domino's. <laughs> you have sponsors by Domino's. Oh, we didn't know it was a coincidence. <laughs> Yeah, right, motherfucker. I mean, I'm sure you don't control the commercials like that, but Domino's is a sponsor to the show. Why would you fucking do that? You know what I'm saying? The commercial was a was a was a. Well, they they have to know the commercial will be playing right at the at the top of the. All they do is PIP. Of course, they know the damn commercial. Yeah, <laughs> Half the show is in the fucking picture in picture. You know what I'm saying? Commercial on Dynamite too. When I watched it for like 45 minutes, I was like, "Yo, you, there has to be there's so many commercials. This is that very ad revenue." heavy company in a way that i feel like wwe it like isn't or it is very heavy but it's just like they have a lot of fucking commercials it's crazy i gotta i want to do so i want somebody to like actually do the test on that but um one more thing mr man said they, that if the AEW had more wanted more talent he would gladly give them some which uh people took as like a a, a, a gonna fire more people I hope niggas never, ever, ever, ever get in a competition with anyone. I, I wish you just peace <laughs> forever. <laughs> but we're going to talk about SmackDown. We're going to talk about Raw. Uh, when we get back from the break on the A Show, stay tuned. We'll be right back. And you, you look scared. Now, I know what you're thinking, Bobby. You're a high-level athlete. You're a gladiator. But high-level athlete you question yourself. You're a gladiator. You show weakness. So, <laughs> you think you're up for the challenge? Because the first time you saw me walking down that ramp, you thought I was your victim. You thought I was the next gladiator. Walking down to your Coliseum. Well, guess what, Lastly, This ain't your Coliseum. This is Chicago. 
Shout out to Goldberg. Uh, shout out to that whole segment, I got to say, before we get to Raw. I felt like there were a lot of things that were very interesting in that segment between Goldberg and Lashley that um, helped that crowd not turn rogue. Uh, namely that one section where he said Chicago, which made everyone be like, okay, shut the fuck up with the we want white shit. Woo, uh, yeah, we're Chicago. Yeah. Exactly. See, see how stupid they are? Like, but 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 shout out to Goldberg. Shout out to Goldberg for, That's for where we live. We live in Chicago. Yay. <laughs> shout out to him for recognizing that. And I feel like he might have he might have switched his promo up to do that, if that makes sense. But shout out to MVP for getting people back on Goldberg's side because they were booing him. Shout out to Bobby Lashley for bringing it as well. I thought he was, I, I, I really thought this whole promo sold me because I thought Goldberg did a, a really good job with that promo as well. I think he did a great job. I mean, the, that opening thing to Raw, and we'll get into it a little bit, but I think they did a great job considering what it probably was going to be. Um, they're in Chicago. CM Punk is scheduled or at least rumored to return. Um, they're in his hometown. Chicago is a very CM Punk chant pro heavy crowd um the whole bray wyatt thing and i think by the end of it i think they created a compelling enough angle to kind of dispel the actual rogue reactions that may have had so i think yeah. it was a great job done kind of on all sides you know what i'm saying at, yeah, thought- at, at, at focusing people on the fact that it's goldberg out here um bobby lashley and then adding a twinge of little personal aspect for people to get really behind goldberg on because People weren't behind Goldberg when he walked out. No, and I, and but but shout out to them for like rec- they they recognized that, <laughs> and I'm glad they had Gage uh, Gage Goldberg out there. I'm, I'm glad right, they did. Yeah. No, they I think there's certain crowds they know that it's like okay, <laughs> they yeah. you gotta you gotta angle it a little bit different from them. You know what I'm saying? You gotta angle it different for Chicago than like a Corpus Cripsy Crispy or Christy. Yeah, Corpus Crispy. Crispy. There you go. <laughs> Uh, let's get into SmackDown. Good show. I gotta say, SmackDown's been on fire. I'm not gonna lie. Um, and it's not just with the Cena stuff. I feel like they really caught their stride. I, I think it proves how strong this roster is. Um, and, and it really just proves how strong this roster is when you put them in front of a crowd. We always knew this roster was great. Now we now we got proof that, yeah, we weren't wilding in the Thunderdome. This is actually a great roster that everyone is behind. Um, I, w- I was talking to somebody actually regarding the roster. It's like, I can't believe this is the same show that also makes Monday Night Raw. And I think with the, I think with Raw, you have a lot of in-ring guys who are expected to go because you're expected to fill up three hours of the show. Yeah. But when you have a two-hour show like SmackDown, which is, you know, a roster relatively shorter, you got to have a lot of guys who can do both. You can talk the talk and also walk the walk. And oftentimes they're going to be more so talking the talk than walking the walk. And there's a there's a good influx of veterans on this show. I think the Edge and Rey Mysterio um, is a is just that type of old school feel that makes people feel comfortable. They're like, oh, I can trust these guys. Yeah. You got the new hotness and Finn Balor, Seth Rollins, um, Roman Reigns, all that other stuff like that. And then you attribute to other stuff. There's women on the show. There's whatever the fuck Reginald does. Um, and and there's so much stuff to the show. It's really kind of like a full show. So, I'm I'm a fan of SmackDown as always. Yeah, absolutely, it was it was a good show. Uh, the Cena, Corbin, Finn, Reigns. Ooh. I saw I saw I didn't see many people mad about it. There was someone like mad about it. Uh, 
to uh, that responded to it me. Was fucking hilarious. <laughs> I I I thought that it was clear. I thought it was clear. Finn was never going to get that title shot at SummerSlam. I was just we were waiting for the other shoe to drop, right? Like I'm not wilding, am I? No, we said it last week on the show. That yeah. is certainly going to be Roman Reigns versus John Cena. <laughs> yeah, we're just trying to figure out what how we get there, and you got to give you have to give Finn someone something to do, and I'm he has something to do now. Uh, the 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 Baron thing is is going well. Uh, I, it I think was a good it's it's a good swap out because at the end of the day, you build this future program. Yes. You also establish where Finn is at on the show. Yes. And now you're able to swing him off into a different feud naturally and organically, but still keep him kind of in the orbit of how things are going on because of his name is on the fucking contract. And, <laughs> you know and, what I'm saying? Yeah, and Cena isn't going to be around forever. He's not going to be around all year. So this is something that they never do and that they actually have something set up for the challenger or the champion after the part-timer's gone. So I, I I mean all in all I thought it was I thought it was great I thought it was it was cool I thought Corbin played the role perfectly I like Finn got Corbin. beat up by Hobo man he got beat up by Hobo come on dog I I I thought Roman was on his A game I thought Cena was on his A game what's it three weeks in a row two weeks in a row he's in it he's in a pocket right now he he loves attaching himself to these characters that they know need that little extra boost needs that little extra rub like when he was first in on the man stuff. When he was doing stuff with Elias, and now he's doing the stuff with Baron Corbin as well, because he he just knows it takes that one little reaction, that one little face to face with a real guy, a strong guy, which would never. I I don't think Roman Reigns has ever. <laughs> did you see the way Roman Reigns was looking at Baron Corbin? I mean, it's yeah. a meme now, but that nigga is like, I gotta face that smelly nigga. I mean, let's see what happens. <laughs> let's see, let's see, let's see them fight their way out of this, and he's looking at it and stuff like that. I thought it was incredible. I thought just it was done very, very well. I can't say anything more than that. Yeah. Uh, Hey, man. Bianca Belair, Sasha Banks angle. Big angle for the week. The boss is back. Yeah. And they ain't waste no time. This would normally be like three weeks of storyline in any other circumstances. Yeah, well, they, well man, they, they, they have no time because we're weeks away. They don't have any time to do any of that. Uh, she came back uh, to help out uh, Bianca. We all knew what was going on. Someone, uh, people were like, "She's a face again." I'm like, "Are y'all serious? This you is don't trust, that bitch. trust me. <laughs> you don't trust Sasha Banks. I don't trust Sasha Banks at all. Like, what? You kidding? And, and Bianca didn't either. And until uh, the the end of the show, like, girl." <laughs> <laughs> they had a tag okay. match uh, was where, where Sasha turned on Bianca after they won the match against uh, Zelina Vega and Carmella. Uh, look, for someone who be losing a lot, Zelina really be on TV every week ever since she came back, huh? Liv won't on TV at all this week. Hey, man. Just they, saying. They, listen, they need more heels on SmackDown. Uh, listen, he, women as heels are very precious on SmackDown. I mean, yeah. now Sasha Banks is one. So I'm assuming maybe they might kick Zelina to the curb every now and then, and Bailey isn't there. Um, but I expect them to be showcased throughout the show. And yeah, I mean, you have, you know, um, Tony Storm not on the show this week, but it's still like you know the direction where she's going. She's eventually going to get into that slot. Um, you know, the other two new girls, Shotzi and Knox, not on the show, but I'm sure they can be featured in other ways. This program, we're heading into SummerSlam. It's uh, yeah, yeah. I I'm not too worried about that. I. This was, and anything else would overshadow that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that they, they had agree. to 
Yes. It would have been overshadowed. So why not just leave that to, to the Bianca Sasha? That is your biggest angle. And let that be it. Tony, I think, will be fine the way she's been presented thus far. She even had a behind-the-scenes video as well, which, I mean, I don't even think Shotzi and Knox got, but she got one. You know, yeah. so, um, you know, they're, they're presenting her really well so far. But this was... You know, this was the uh, this this was the angle for the week, and I thought it was incredibly strong. I thought Sasha did really really well here. Um, I mean, it's looking like looking like Bianca Sasha. We'll see if they confirm that on Friday. Yeah. Um, I mean, but- it's a. I think it was done really well because it's playing off of, I guess, one Bianca's too damn trusting, way too damn trusting. I mean, she wasn't initially, but then she was like, ah, "I'm gonna warm up to you, like you know, be black women and stuff like that." Um, but Sasha Banks really nailed it in. She really put it in. I won you your SBs. I gave you your WrestleMania moment. When she's a heel, she's at the peak of her powers. It just is what it is. So yeah. I'm glad she's back in that role. Um, and I'm almost sure that Bianca Belair is going to whoop her ass. <laughs> like, we need that. We need that. the holy shit out of her. Yeah. Uh, Nakamura pinning Apollo Crews. Are we ready for that? Yeah, got to be somebody. Yeah. Sorry, Cesaro, but <laughs> it got to be somebody. I mean, listen. Uh, what else happened? On a lot of strong matches. I, I like that. I like that. Um, I like the tag match. Rollins beat up Edge on a commercial break. How about that? <laughs> hey, I, I'm sorry. Listen, you don't need to sell us on this on this program, WWE. We want to see it anyway. We we love to see it. But that's <laughs> we, the power of live crowds. Imagine yeah. doing that shit at the Thunderdome. Niggas, I mean, like, who they did that for? <laughs> Why wasn't this on TV? Um, Seth Rollins can beat up Edge during the commercial. They can come back to it, and you have the whole Seth Rollins promo in the ring and setting up the eventual match for SummerSlam. I thought that was fantastic as well. You don't have enough time? Let's do it during the commercial. Let's give the live crowd a little bit of action. We throw it on the WWE YouTube page. You know, we still cooking with grease. Yeah. It's a hot show. So what, um, we have, what we have confirmed here, obviously, is the main event for SummerSlam. Roman Reigns versus John Cena. No question about that's gonna what's gonna end the show. That's uh, some bullshit, but that's the Adam Pierce y'all niggas go up for because oh god, that nigga's name was not on that contract and he still signed it. And they were like, "Yup, seems valid to me." <laughs> so what else are we thinking here for, for the SmackDown side? Obviously, we got Bianca, Sasha probably get confirmed. Um, maybe Apollo Nakamura on the show because you, you got to get that. You they want to hear people sing, so they're gonna have Nakamura on the main show. Uh, um. I can't imagine. I mean, I could see the tag team titles on the kickoff show again. We need a we know we, we need a stipulation for that one. We need a stip. There's no stip matches thus far on this show. Mm. We need a stip Give for that one. Need a where are they at? Vegas. Vegas. Mm. They already did a ladder match, so you can't do that. Yeah, nah. They they've been going crazy with the ladder matches. I don't know what they can do. Either two out of three or a falls count anywhere. I was thinking falls count anywhere, but yeah. for a tag team match, that's a lot though. I don't think we've seen many tag teams falls falls count out of anywhere matches. No, no DQ, um, no DQ match could work. No DQ. I mean, got to be something. <laughs> yeah, any of it works. I think the story here is that is Dominic, uh, Dominic, uh, kind of pulling up and finally proving who, you know, that he's, that he's really talented. So I think any story that builds him as a great character is, uh, is it'll work. So that's what I'm thinking for SmackDown so far, but I like the show. It was a really good show. Definitely go back and watch that, uh, that, uh, the Cena stuff, watch the Sasha stuff at the end, really strong for story this week for SmackDown. 
I agree. Now raw. Raw is raw, raw baby. <laughs> you know, it's not a ter- it wasn't a terrible show, but it was raw. <laughs> I would have been pissed if I bought tickets to Raw. Yeah. There was no Randy. There was no AJ. I mean, they eventually get Kofi and Xavier Woods, but they get them like at the end when everyone wants to go home. Um there's just a lot. There was a I expected a little bit more from this show. Didn't really get it. And be honest with you. Yeah. It, it it seems like one of those situations where they know they're gonna be in a hot crowd and they don't really like book up towards to it, in my opinion. I thought the main event was stellar. Don't get me wrong though. The main event was incredibly stellar. But <sighs> I, at that point, it had been like probably it was like 10, 12, and I was like the most exciting thing happened on this show two hours ago. Yeah, it it definitely could have came harder for I feel like they came harder for everywhere else but Chicago. I feel like I don't feel like they fuck with Chicago that much. Cause I think next week's show is gonna be where everything happens. In Tampa? Yeah. I I I've been telling you that Tampa that that Florida loop is where they're gonna they're gonna show off. Because that's where they all live at. Everyone lives out there. I see it. Yeah, they didn't give a shit. They, they, they bunted on Chicago this week, honestly. They got, a little, they got a little blood, though. They got a little rare Ripley Nia Jax action. Nia Jax yeah, was it open. That match was way better than I thought it, it was going to be. I think it's because Rhea can hit Nia Jax as hard as Nia can hit her. Yeah, it was hitting. <laughs> it was hitting. They were uh, throwing balls, baby. Very <laughs> women centric show this week. Very youth centric show this week on Raw. If there was anything I could take from this, I mean, look at look at down the up and down the card. Veer and Shanky, no matter however you you, you know however you want to look at them, <laughs> you know what I'm sorry. saying. I'm sorry if that's offensive, but sorry, Veer and I'm, Shanky. I'm just saying it's it's new people. It's new people. I'm going for new people. I'm not going for talent here. So like, there you uh, go. Rhea getting her own thing. I mean, Mustafa Ali, Mansoor getting their own thing. With look Mason at Mustafa T- Ali living it up, living yeah. the Vita logo. I mean, Do drop and you know you know Damien. We had we had another Karrion. Like like it's it's. This is a night and day show from last year, in a lot of ways. Can I can I talk about can I talk about the 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 worst part of the show for me? Go ahead. Yo, what are they doing with this missing missing John Morrison segment with Damian? That's, that's your man's. That they lost them with that one, and they lost I me. I feel like there was nothing accomplished in like the ten minutes they were talking. I don't even know why they put Damian with them again. Um, I think that Miz. I love you, guy. I love you. I love you, bro. But that that whole the 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 wet stuff, is it's it's old now. The drip stuff is old now. It, it's y'all have y'all have ran it out. Y'all ran it to the ground. It's done. <laughs> it's done. Y'all, they need to just do the breakup. I don't know why they're why they're like waiting, they're waiting to, for Miz to get his to be able to stand. I mean, Miz can stand up. Don't get me wrong. This is all work. Not like a work. He's still injured and still not working. Not even working on house shows, but. He's, they're clearly milking this wheelchair thing until they don't have to anymore, which I'm going to assume is after I'm going to assume. Yeah. After SummerSlam, we'll start getting some, but I think they want to do in that direction, but God, man, like y'all shut the fuck up. Like y'all were, <laughs> it was, was terrible. Not- and, and, and it didn't make it easier for, for Damien because he was getting CM Punk chance because he was in a fucking awful segment. And so it was throwing him off. And I was like, I, I, it, it sucks to be him. Uh, it sucks. It really sucks to be him in this situation because he, he just got a really, really, really shitty, shitty role here. Mm, I agree. I agree. I want to ask you the opinion about this. Almost his first singles match. What did we think? 
Who, wait, wait, who, wait, who? Bethesda? Oh, almost. almost. I thought you said almost. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, no, no. Almost. I think that Riddle gave him the best match he could have had. Um, mm-hmm. Riddle bumped like crazy for him. Riddle did all the acrobatic stuff. And Riddle and almost had a good match to me. I thought that almost looked really, really confident out there. And I think that him and Riddle probably like practice or like really work together on, on that match. But it looked really cool. I, a weird week for this storyline because the two principal guys that you want to see were not there. Yeah. So weird. Riddle's over though. Him. Riddle's really over <laughs> with the crowd. I mean, as he should be. As he should be. I'm 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 happy to see all these new stars over. You know what I'm saying? The Riddles. Yeah the Reyes, the Nikki Ashes, everyone kind of like coming into their own as part of this show. Reginald? Uh, over is, Reginald over? Like what? Right, so, <laughs> Reginald thing. This is giving me, it's, it's giving me very halftime at a basketball type of vibe. <laughs> Harlem Globetrotter vibes. Yeah, it's giving me like, this is not really part of the show, but like, go get some popcorn, calm down a little bit, your kids are going to have fun watching this. We can settle them down a little bit. It's given me like this isn't an actual thing. Especially when Tozawa said, <gasps> Ninja! I was like, okay, all right. All right. Well, he on TV. He on TV. I have to. <laughs> I have, there are other people in the room watching me watch this. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> just know. This is a far cry from Bad Bunny, where all my cool points went up for watching this show. And so this. <laughs> This my, my man Akira Tozawa came down with the ninja powers in a ninja outfit, shouting ninja. Yeah, it, it, I mean, right, Reginald. It, he's so real. He changed the game. They have to. They actually have to defend the the twenty four seven title in actual matches now. That's how real Reginald is. Well, listen. Let's talk about how real he is in terms of he had that interview last week, which you found fucking hilarious. Um, <laughs> he said, "I'm not actually he, French. <laughs> I'm not actually French. I'm from St. Louis." And I was like, "Ain't that some St. Louis shit for you?" No, I. That, they said, "You know what? Let's just cut the shit." <laughs> this nigga gonna nigga for the rest of his damn life. He said, "Listen, it's it's funny because he's like, obviously, it seems like a con because it was a bad French accent. So at least they're able to play off that." The man is like, "I'm not even in France. I'm from St. Louis. <laughs> I just rust. I just had to do that to get on the show." And I'm just like. And, and, I, and I looked, I looked at niggas like I was like, "Damn, uh, fucking Peyton, Roy- Peyton Royce, you couldn't come up with something like that." No, no, man, not at all, not at all. Um, let, let let's go to our our um internet discourse raw segment of uh, the week. Yeah, yeah. Keith Lee versus Karrion Cross. Yep, part th- part three, part two, part two, uh, part three, and all part two on Raw. Yeah, part two on Raw. Keith Lee versus Karrion Cross. Yep. I want to point out one. See, I don't like saying names, but this girl been pissing me off for like weeks. I don't know. Her name is Denise on Twitter. She pointed out Keith Lee be Karrion Cross clean as a whistle or something along those lines. Clean as a sheet, I believe she said. Yeah, and I'm just like. Who the yeah. fuck cares? Yeah, like, <laughs> gives a I was shit. Like, who cares? Like, you're still on this point that the NXT title is something that Raw should hold up. It's not part of the show. <laughs> <laughs> it's a prop. 
It is if the NXT, NXT title on Raw is whatever the FTW championship is on that other show. Like, <laughs> it is a prop. If you like, if if you really want to go even further than that, I'm not even sure Karrion Cross existed on Raw this week because the crowd gave him nothing. He is no. literally nothing on that show. He's he's less than nothing. He needs to do a dancing gimmick. He needs to be doing the uh, Cabbage Patch. Like, uh... <laughs> go ahead. But here's the thing, though. Like, I feel like it was a, a very... Usually we get a lot of introductions with these characters. And we at least get them a little bit known or we get all this stuff like that. Karen Cross just shows up. We don't get... We don't even get... We didn't even get hit up to the point. It was like he might show up on this show like Tony Storm did got a week ago. The segment before he showed up, before he debuted, it said, and Karen Cross is debuting on Raw. And he was like, you know, what? <laughs> even Keith Lee got a... He got a commercial. <laughs> Remember he got when a commercial. He- Oh, SummerSlam. <laughs> they thought that nigga was selling Nikes with this fucking commercial with all this athleticism. Um yeah, I, I mean, let's be clear. Let's 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 be honest. There's with no you, con- there's no context for his character on the show. I think that's the main reason why there's a lot of things that are falling for him. And I think the Jeff Hardy thing was supposed to happen to him. You know, it's supposed to go a little bit back and forth on that and give him a little bit extra heat. Uh and, and I've breaking him down. Let's be clear. Like it, it, I've just, I've heard he's not easy to work with we're breaking his ass now here's the thing though i think from me looking at his kind of reaction his body language i thought he felt very comfortable in the ring with keith lee this week yeah he he felt like he was in good hands with a lot of people i think he there was a little bit of a smirk there's a little bit of a smile towards the beginning of the match um there was a little bit of things, and I think Keith Lee gave him a lot, and I mm-hmm. think Keith Lee proved, I don't know why he has to continue to prove this to people, but I think Keith Lee continued to prove that at the end of the day, he's going to get over. Yeah, he's a performer. He's, going, he's, he's someone who took the crowd on the ride, and he got beat up a majority of the match, but he earned that comeback to the point where people were growing. The, the reaction from the crowd was beginning to swell as he started building momentum again on his side. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this nigga, the timing, the, this, the, these are all the things that I actually think that Roman had as well. If there's one thing I say in the early days of Roman, whether he was great in the ring or not, and he's always been pretty solid in the ring, one thing he did in spades was he always had perfect timing with when you want to build the comeback, when you want to pop the crowd, and Keith Lee has this as well. Um, yeah, Keith Lee uh, picks up the victory. Looked like he was crying a little bit at the end. Looked like he was, like, kind of emotional at that win. He counted me out, but, <laughs> but I'm here. I mean, what do you think this leads to him? Is this, does this lead to, you know, them getting a bit? I, I, he looked, last week I was saying I, I was worried about, like, his timing and stuff. He looked like he was kind of, Getting back to normal here. He looked like he was he was back in kind of ring shape again. I I agree. I think this leads to a match with a stipulation. No DQ. Well, actually, no. They just did that on Raw this week. Well, you yeah. you can't beat him. You can't beat uh. You can't beat Karrion. I feel like you can't beat him anymore because he's got that that match with Joe coming up. Mm. You're right. Yeah, I feel like you can't you can't really you might beat have him. to do a segment. Yeah, they might have to do a segment or they might have to just completely retool him after SummerSlam because... Ooh, you know what we... Oh, sorry, sorry. Continue. Because um, the key thing I see, I see, I see, I see strength in that program, but I see a bigger strength and Damian finally beating Sheamus. I'm sorry, Sheamus. Love you. You got to go to the side, bro. Because the big, big men slapping meat 
match <laughs> is carrying Damian and Keith for the U.S. title this fall. That's what I want to see. Throw a little Dijak in there. You don't have to have a reason. I would just appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I w- the reason why I was saying ooh, ooh, ooh um, quick thoughts. Um, homeboy got kicked out of the CWC last week. People weren't happy. He spoiled the show. Nigga said, get the fuck out. Uh, what are your kind of thoughts on this? What can you relay to the people in this sort of situation? Do you feel like WWE is an evil company for kicking him out? Uh, no more evil than any other than the, than the movie theaters when I go to screenings and they tell me not to take pictures and shit like that. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. That's yeah, true. no more no more evil than that. I mean, again, it, to me it was a, it was non news. I'm gonna be real, it's non news. People, mm. people, it's it's you you do, you treat the fans bad. Nigga, I'm black. <laughs> they treat me bad everywhere I go. I but, feel like go ahead, go ahead. It's 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 smelly that they they escorted him out and did all the stuff on his phone. That was kind of weird. I don't know what it was about. Uh, I I did inquire a little bit about it, and it didn't seem like it was from what someone I know told me. It wasn't like targeted towards him. But um, if they said no spoilers and no spoilers, and and it seemed like from what I read of the spoilers for NXT for the next two weeks, there's a lot of stuff happening and going down and stuff that that happened last week. Obviously the the Dakota turn. The carrying cross Samoa Joe title match reveal, all of that stuff that they didn't want getting out early. However, it's like NXT used to get spoiled all the time. But then again, <laughs> NXT wasn't on USA when it was getting spoiled. This is the first time they had a taped show with fans in it in what three years? Yeah. So I could I could understand why they wouldn't want some of these things to get out. Um he had allegedly been been thrown out before this at the at the uh May Young, I want to say. So I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not gonna be like you know if he does if the, if he, it's his prerogative he doesn't want to support the company anymore. I I completely support that because that what they did was fucked up. But as far as like I go, I, I I can't think of this as like any more than like I could see both sides of it. It's like yo, they don't want to to reveal spoilers. They was listen. They was revealing shit the whole night. We knew the whole yeah. card by the end of the night. If he was revealing the matchups and stuff and saying who was going against who. Then that's to me that's grounds for for what they for what they did if he was taking pictures of the shit. But that may, if it's if it's only just him getting caught, then they need to then that's fucked up because they need to take the other people out they were spoiling too. There was I, I didn't even get spoilers from his account. I got it from another one, and I don't Absolutely. think they kicked him out. Nah, first of all, don't escort me out. Show me some respect. Yeah, <laughs> I'd be like, yo, n- nigga, get off me. Get I escort myself out. Nigga. I watch this on sci-fi like everybody else. Um, main event. Charlotte Flair versus Nikki Ash. No disqualification. Banger. Wrong women's championship. Banger. Hitting. Hey, you want to make somebody? Take them to Charlotte. <laughs> the thing about it is, is this weird with that match? Not the place. <laughs> the thing is weird with that match is that Charlotte still kind of don't respect Nikki because she was still no-selling all her shit. And no selling even Charlotte was even no selling her own shit. Yeah, because <laughs> you know what? Because you know what? Charlotte's like on this adrenaline trip when she's in these type of matches. When she got to fight for her life, she's on this. She starts screaming. She might growl. She'll throw something. It won't even be like part of. Remember when she threw the broom in the segment? Yeah, yeah. She just threw, the broom had nothing to do with anything. I think she wasn't even looking for the broom. She just threw the broom anyway. She's on another level. You know what I'm saying? Charlotte, 
these type of intense matches are her bread and butter. And I think she did a great job in making Nikki Cross. I didn't I don't know why they had to do the 50-50 booking from last week to do to this week, but hey, it just they gotta cut that shit out. But it's a good, you know, it was a great main event. It was a great main event for Raw. Shout out to not shout out, actually. I think fuck off to all the people who feel like because Ric Flair is gone and because Andrade is gone that Charlotte also needs to move or come to the new company. That's whack. Don't don't I was don't like, put- yo, you're y'all sexist. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Do you have um you have any any thoughts on her her uh mental health thing that people are like really really uh upset about? I thought it could have been way worse than what what it what that was. I thought it I think using it in this climate, using the mental health thing as part of it to gain heel heat was a bad look. At least in this climate. Because you're mm-hmm. mentioning Simone Biles, but you're not saying anything really constructive. And you're bringing it right back around to whatever, you know, hokey storyline or whatever thing you're trying to drive. Point The point wasn't driven home, which was the first bad thing. And then second, I think it's just not the right climate to do it. Because a lot of athletes are suffering from mental health, you know, kind of issues and kind of to bring to at least mention her in this without it being anything constructive, without the end result being anything, you know, with any sort of weight or anything to it. Yeah, I thought it was a dumb inclusion. I, I gotta love again. I really do feel like the Charlotte Nikki Ash Rhea thing is the is the biggest thing on the show, and they make it they make it feel that way. Absolutely. If um, I would have, I would have, if I would have, um, what I would have said if they did the Simone Biles thing was more so pointed to the crowd and saying, you guys are the reason and you're the guys who are one who doubt these people and you're the one who help, you know, do, but then again, I also maybe, I probably wouldn't have done it. I probably wouldn't have said Simone Biles. I probably would have made a general statement towards the mental health of athletes as opposed to kind of like just saying, Hey, this, but you know, yeah, yeah. You know. It I, I thought it was it was again raw is what raw is some really good matches creative is so so as usual um they need to shake up here bad they got the roster it's young it's exciting i'm i'm actually interested in seeing what alexa bliss in in, in do drop and natalie and even marie do because that could be really funny to me we might need we might need raw underground back it's not coming back we might need some recurring thing on this show to break the monotony of the three hours. Like some, something else. I don't know what it is. I'm, I can brainstorm some stuff. I can do hashtag meals booking on this, but we need something else to kind of break up the monotony of the show and have them now book around that as well. It's like, okay, we don't got time to do all this. Let's make sure you hit all the great points as we can, because we got to do this part of the segment. I don't know. Watching a lot of 2001 Raws made me realize and made me appreciate. I mean, yes, the matches suck. Ass. But also Binge Invasion Diaries. But the matches suck ass. We don't talk about the matches on the show. We're talking about people kissing kissing Vince McMahon's butts. (laughs) People getting sprayed with milk. People throwing up by eating Deborah's cookies. We're talking about all these moments on the show. Because there are moments that live in our mind and there are moments that live in our hearts. And I think we, Raw needs a lot more moments. I think they need to do, we, I think with uh, with Matt Riddle, they got a lot now. Maybe let's start giving him a, some more toys. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So, um, yeah. That is this week in wrestling. Very angry week for us. Ruthless aggression. 
I'm glad I got it all out because I, 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 I didn't want to do it on the timeline. <laughs> no, no, this is this is where you should vent. I love I love when Mills goes on his vents. People yeah, be getting at you for like weird shit, like the 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 CM Punk music thing. You were like, why the fuck? It's not his song. Why wouldn't he do it? And everyone was like, well, dude. I'm like, what's wrong? Why do they, how do they find you all the time? I don't know. But I was just like, well, I I have a general thought that once the, the wrestling topic thing comes up, like the actual Twitter topic, that I'm part of that a lot. That's just what I think in my brain. Um, but yeah, it seemed dumb. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I just had to point that out. I was like, they was like, CM Punk may be allowed to use his music in AEW. I'm like, nigga, that's not their song. <laughs> that song and has existed before CM Punk. Before me, even. Like, come on now. But yeah, it's a stay out of stay out of Muse's replies with weird shit. Uh, please sign up for our Patreon. Thank you guys for, for supporting the Patreon. Do we, we got new Patreon members. Hold on. I'm wilding. Let's hold, on, hold on. Shout out to Mark, by the way. Shout out to Mark who joined joined our uh, our Patreon. This recent all the Invasion Diaries episodes you wasn't on. Listen, we had a good episode this week. While you're looking for these patrons, I want to let people know. We had a great episode this week. It's two hours. I want you guys to listen to it because I never do podcasts that are two hours, and I was spent after it. My lungs hurt for talking <laughs> for two hours. Yeah, shout out to spent. shout out to Mark again, who, who, who just joined in Sam Payne. I think you got to him last week. Uh, this is a new month for the Patreon. Uh, we got new content coming. Uh, legendary run season finale will be dropping this week. Uh, Invasion Diaries. Uh, I don't. I, I, binge I'm, it all. Binge it, it all if you haven't already. Binge all of that. Uh, we got. We have the 200th episode of the A Show. Obviously, we're gonna we're gonna break off our Patreon members with some exclusive content from that coming this month as well. We'll have more information on that later this month. Uh, and we also have Rewriters Room return with with a special guest. Uh, one, one of our, one of our guys from Elite is on is on the yeah, show. Bryce Allen. Uh, shout out to him. Yeah. He's on the he's on the show this week, but so join the the crew of the rewriters room there, and also the war report, man. I mean, the people love the war report. I love the war report. We all love the war report, uh, and that's all coming up this month, along with a SummerSlam watch that me and Mills will be doing. We're going to be rewatching SummerSlam 2011. How about Oof. that? Ten years later, <laughs> Oof, the the discourse <laughs> going to be heavy. That's a long show too, so I got to actually get to that literally today. Uh, so that's everything coming up this month on the Asia Patreon. Thank you guys so much for listening and supporting. Uh, and until next time, for Meals, I am Justin. We'll see you next week for more stuff. It's going to be episode one. Was it 199? It's going to be 199 next week. Oh, my God. Okay, we'll see you guys next week. <laughs> Peace out.